This is Duncan Turner from the Vagina Doctor podcast. Welcome to the Consult With Me segment where we take a deeper look into our most frequently asked questions. But what do I know? I'm just a vagina doctor. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. Great. So I wanted to talk about the um, the Freestyle Libra blood glucose monitor. We've touched on it a little bit in other episodes, but we haven't really gone into detail about it. And uh, you wear one, and I tried one um, for a little while. And, like a, about three days in your case. Right, because of the alarms. But right. anyway, um, we're, we're really pushing patients to use this that are on the diet program. Yeah, I, I think this is one of the really great recent inventions in, in medicine, that we can do this uh, transcutaneous, uh, remote um, evaluation of blood sugar on a minute-by-minute basis. And it's, um, it's something that everybody that has been at, or is pre-diabetic or diabetic um, has been wanting f- for a long time. Um, it's very accurate. It's uh, safe. Um, it's painless. And um, it's extremely informative. There's a it lot really of interest. Is. Yeah. It, yeah. It, the information it gives you after you eat. Yeah. It's it's staggering. It's yes, staggering. It is. And if you're like myself, who has a, a probably slightly pre diabetic, I can see foods that I need to avoid. Right. And they're basically any of the high glycemic carbs in my diet. And um, I just need to avoid them because I will get spikes of blood sugar. I always thought that it might be bad for me to have these things. But you mean the vanilla milkshake? You have to tell oh, the vanilla milkshake story. Yeah, I story. did, right. <laughs> when, I, when I first got my uh, CGM, continuous glucose monitor, I had to experiment with it and see what changed it. And uh, just, I thought, you know, I haven't had a, uh, a, <laughs> a uh, McDonald's vanilla milkshake <laughs> for years. And I thought, let's just see if this is as bad as they say. Is it going to? Is it going to be horrible? And I did it, and it it just took the roof off my. Uh, what did it go to again? It, it went to 190. Oh my! And what's normal? What's in the normal range? To under 140. On 140. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that was the last time I'll have one of those. Yeah. Um, but looking at it more sensibly, um, just seeing what happens. On uh, first of all, when, when patients are interested in doing this. And it's not valuable for some people, but, and nobody needs to do it, or at least very few people need to do it continually unless they're diabetic and on medication for it. But if, um, if they're just really investigating this, um, you usually get a prescription that, that is two sensors. Um, you have an app on your phone. Um, the sensors each last for 14 days and you can just, uh, you can take it off at any time, but you can, you can't put it back on. So one one application is what, what you need it for, what you use. Um, and then you just sort of leave your diet where it is usually and watch what happens mm-hmm. and see what happens when you have a glass of wine or what happens when you have a sandwich or what happens if you eat a salad and or what happens if you eat a salad and then you have uh, a sandwich. Um, it, it's, it shows the differences in absorption and... Mm-hmm. Uh, your insulin response to this, you don't get a number on the insulin response, you get a number of the blood sugar. 
And um, what I found interesting when I tried it for those three or four days was that um, when I exercised, I went really low and then the alarms sounded. So it could tell you when, when is the best time to eat carbs. So for me, it's before a workout or right after a workout. Right. Um, which to me was great information. Yeah. If it helps you with your, with your exercise, yeah. uh, if you feel better doing that, that's great. Yeah, um, I, do. I do for sure. But if you're, if one is not as active, um, and you have carbs straight away. I mean, the, the worst things are what people eat for breakfast, orange juice, cornflakes. Yeah. Um, they will Muffins. rocket your blood yeah. sugar or yes, even worse, uh, a almond croissant, which is something I've also had to take out of my diet. Um, it's, um, it, it just gives you information of how your body responds. Mm -hmm. You, your body responded very well to all of the food that you took your blood sugar never went up, but your your resting levels were so low that the machine, the device was alarming. Mm -hmm. You were feeling fine, but it, you didn't, the other time that it happened, it was, the alarm goes off in the middle of the night. Right. When you're asleep and it wakes you up and you feel fine. Yeah. Except you're sort of pissed off that you've now been awakened. Yeah, but sometimes I wake up not feeling fine and yeah. I go downstairs and eat something. Right. And so you learn that yeah, about yourself. You yeah. learn what was going on that you could correlate your blood sugar with, um, with the the way that you felt. Yeah. For me, it's it's the opposite. I I just can't really can't eat any moderately glycemic carb on its own. Mm -hmm. So it has to be, and it can't be the first thing. So the the glass of wine and the um, and the the bread that comes onto the uh, the the dinner oh, table yeah, in yeah. a restaurant is just the worst for me. I can't That's do that. That's my favorite part of the meals: the glass of wine and the bread. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Not but for see, me anymore. I can do that. Yes, it doesn't affect me. Right. So um, we've incorporated this into our weight management program mm -hmm. uh, in the office, and uh, just to, again educating patients of mm -hmm. you, we want to avoid these spikes. We want to avoid these spikes going over 150. And um, because we know that's not good for us. Yeah. And it's, uh, and, the, and then we tie it also into another uh, really interesting feature that weight management programs have got to recently, which is intermittent fasting, which uh, limits the number of hours during the day that you eat. And then the rest of the day you're fasting, you're not eating anything. You may just be drinking non-caloric um, drinks. Yeah. Could be coffee, could be water, um, but no calories. Um, and this is another, we might as well sort of extend the, the conversation yeah. into this, uh, of what are the benefits. Well, um, animal studies have shown that um, uh, intermittent fasting uh, uh, causes them to lose weight, and as long as calories are controlled. Um and it, or they lose weight better than their controls that are eating all the time. Yeah. Um, the and that seems to be working for humans as well. And it sounds really. I mean, when I when I talked about when I thought about intermittent fasting, it was well, let's fast for you know a day, a week, or 
two days a week. Well, that's really difficult for me personally. But I'd much like the idea of, oh, wait a minute, I'm not very hungry in the morning when I get up and I have a cup of coffee, and, and uh, um, which is black. Um, and I go to work and I'm fine. And I can go till um, maybe two o'clock, even five o'clock. Um, during the day um, without wanting to eat, without needing to eat. I know, it's that's weird. Not, that's not to say that it's I'm not weird. hungry. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Like, I'm weird. I know. Not normal. But it's, um, if there's food there, I'm, I'm, I can eat it. I'm oh, hungry. yeah, I know. But. Um, and you come home and you eat. And I come home. As soon as I get home, I have something that's not going to be high, uh, high glycemic yeah. value. Um, and then. And then that's really just shortly before dinner because I'm now home and food's there and I'm sort of ready to eat. Mm -hmm. We have dinner and um, we're usually done by eight o'clock. And um, and so if I've started uh, eating at five, um, then I've I've been fasting for 21 hours. That's extreme. Okay, it works for me. But I think most of the evidence indicates that this eating window should be eight hours or less. Yeah. And maybe six is is optimal. But nobody has to do it as as obsessively as me. No. I I mean, I have a hard time with the intermittent fasting because I get hungry, but I did add something to my morning and that's a teaspoon of olive oil. Oh, okay. Because you can do that when you're fasting and it's that little bit of fat yeah. that makes it easier to go... I only do, I think, I don't know, 16 hours. Wait, mm-hmm. 12? Yeah. yeah, 16 hours. Yeah, that's that's perfect. You're doing beautifully. So so that's helped me get through that after I wake up in the morning um, to make it to the 16 hours. Some of the concerns, uh, even as recently as six months ago, were uh, or that insurance companies wouldn't cover the cost of the of the glucose monitors, mm-hmm. and um, if you have if you're pre pre diabetic or diabetic, they will cover it, uh, and you can try to get pre authorization uh, if somebody's overweight and uh, they're trying to they're in a, a weight management program, and sometimes that will work, but frankly, um, it's not worth the trouble of trying to do that. Yeah, um, if you pay cash for it, it works out to be. $85 a month. And as I say, you don't need it all the time. Right. You, you just, just get this see, information. Yeah. You just get and, and keep a journal. Right. And then you know. Yep. Yeah. So I think this has been a huge advance, not only for my patients, but for me too. Yeah, I like it. I think it's good. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you have more questions, please let us know either by email or DM us on the Vagina Doctor podcast. See you in the next episode. The Vagina Doctor Podcast. It all starts here.